Welcome to the Salem Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson. I'm here with Derek Austin. He's a poet who's authored Trouble the Water, and he also has another book, Tenderness, coming out in the fall 2021. So excited, super excited to talk to him. Hey, Derek. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm, I'm you know, doing the best I can. <laughs> Hanging in there. Same, same. Yeah, I think that is all of us. I think we thought it was going to be like left in 2020 and it's like, nope, still, still hanging in there in 2021. Right. Another year. I can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully it'll only be half the year. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, But on to like nicer things to think about. (laughs) What's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? Uh, So my first memory is you know, getting ready for elementary school and catching it on the TV as I was having breakfast or, you know, brushing my teeth and all that. And um, yeah, I think that was my first memory. And I think it was the first time I'd ever seen anime before, but I was really hooked immediately, I guess. Uh, Probably because it reminded me of of Power Rangers or the X-Men, but super femme and super fabulous and it was like oh like i'm really into this world um but it wasn't until it started airing on toonami that like i was really like hooked um it was the first time that i could see the episodes in order because like i would have to catch whatever was on when i was getting ready for school and like the episodes would be out of order so there would be like five scouts one day and like two one <laughs> the other day. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't until like it was airing regularly, regularly on Tsunami that it was a big thing for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I never thought of it that way because you really they just play like episodes randomly. And it's like, all right, what's, where's the other three scouts? Are they on vacation? Like, what's going on? <laughs> totally yeah and it was like and it was like also funny because um my childhood best friend was also a big sailor moon fan but she had the manga which i never had so sometimes i would read her copies of the manga and then get real confused (laughs) but also like real intrigued because it's like the scouts are doing things in the manga that they're not doing here and like who are these starlight people and like what is going on So it was just like, you know, (laughs) trying to make sense of all these different canons of Sailor Moon. But uh, that was part of the fun, too, was just like baking things up and like trying to fill in the blanks of like why, you know, (laughs) like why are there these magic objects or, you know, all these other fun plot things. Yeah, I can imagine that would be even more confusing. I think I watched like the first two seasons and then i watched the movies and then i was like wait were these other scouts and like sailor uranus and like sailor neptune came in i was mm-hmm. so confused so confused i think i had the poster though so i was like okay there are definitely characters here but i don't know what's going on and they made it seem like there was like a comeback for them i was like but they never were here what's going on yeah and it's so funny because it's like there's a sailor moon and a sailor mercury etc so it's like we're just like waiting for the other planets to show up and it's like it's just one of those weird funny things where it's like the show tried to tease it out as if it was a big surprise that there'd be other planets (laughs) right yeah (laughs) it's like obviously there's gonna at least you know there's gonna be eight or nine Mm -hmm. yeah 
That's funny. Um, do you have any favorite like episodes or favorite moments of the show? Um, I think my favorite episode is, uh, I think it's called uh, "The Death of Uranus and Neptune," the big oh. dramatic one in season three. Uh, it was just it was so epic to me. Um, because like the whole thing had been teased out the entire season. It's like we're gonna see the talismans everything's going to be revealed. Um, and I remember the day that it aired, I missed it because something was happening. Like I must've had like a doctor's appointment or something. And I remember like looking at my watch the entire time, hoping I'd make it back home to watch it. <laughs> and I missed it that day, but like I eventually caught up to it and saw it and was really hooked. And um, I rewatched it a few weeks ago and it's such a funny episode in retrospect in the sense that you have all the the drama and emotion of, of Michiru and Haruka being like, our mission's almost going to be complete. Like we're ready to do this no matter what happens. And then, <laughs> and then you have like Udiel being like the weird comic relief the entire time. So it's like this weird mix of high and low the entire time. Like I always remember the scene where, Udiel's like playing on the piano, but she's not really, and there's just a boombox next to her. Um, but yeah, I think that was my, that's one of my favorite episodes and the one I think about a lot. Yeah, it's definitely a classic episode and so sad, like said, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like For sure. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was, that was a moment. That was quite tragic. And a good twist. Like, I don't know why I didn't see that coming. Maybe because I was a child. Right? But... <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> it was like, it was them all along? They had their hearts? <laughs> it's like, what? Mind blown. And then, yeah. like, Sailor Pluto comes back, but nobody acknowledges it. <laughs> right. She's just like, hey, guys. <laughs> and, like, nobody's like, don't I know you from somewhere? Nobody says anything. She's right. just like this woman in a business suit, business casual, showing up to save the day. <laughs> Businesswoman Pluto. Oh, man. That needs to be cosplay more. <laughs> it's an iconic suit. They were serving looks. They absolutely were. Like, so many casual, or like, even, I guess, business casual looks. Like, I want to cosplay, or just wear, actually, just like so many of those outfits on the regular. Right. I actually just bought some um, lilac uh, shorts, denim shorts, and I was mm-hmm. like, this is so Sailor Moon. I'm so going to build an outfit around this. Oh my God. That's so perfect. Like, yeah. I've always, I still sort of want to find, like, the pink overalls that Raid wore that everybody, like, loves. Like, like I just think Same. that's an iconic look. And, and if I could find some pink overalls, I probably would do it. Same. Absolutely the same. I constantly look for those and one day I'm going to buy some. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about a lot of different scouts too, do you, but do you have a favorite? Sailor Neptune is <sighs> absolutely my favorite and has been ever since I first saw her. Um, she she was just so cool to me and like so fascinating Um in the sense that like she's this high femme ideal in a sense where like she's super artsy she can paint she plays the violin she's just super accomplished in basically anything she does and yet there's a sort of uh 
kind of like a ruthless elegance to her or like a kind of iciness to her that I found so appealing. Like she was sort of prickly in a way that I didn't find with the other scouts. And she just felt, she just felt like so mature, right? Like I'm watching this as like an 11 year old and I'm like, this glamorous woman is everything. Like this is the idea, the ideal of, of, you know, being somebody fabulous and accomplished in the world. Um, and then like, you know, as a, as a queer kid, I was obligated to love the animation for Deep Submerge, which is just gorgeous <laughs> and stunning and you know <laughs> it's perfect so yeah and then like the fact that she fights with a mirror like that is so <laughs> that is so cool you know haruka has a sword and then pluto has a magic staff but no <laughs> that seems like i'm gonna beat y'all now with this magic mirror you're gonna look at your reflection you're gonna be shook um but yeah it's just like a combination of all of that is really the reason why i love neptune the most <clears throat> i love that i never thought of it that way where it's like she has the most least weapon weapon and she's like yeah and it's gonna work like yep. <laughs> and, it's, and it's still gonna like bring you down what you gonna do yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah i've always felt the same about neptune she's always been like my um top three sailor scout along with pluto and sailor moon for mm-hmm. a lot of the reasons you just said, like, she's just so elegant. I'm just like, I want to be just like her. Like, she just seems like the ideal person. <laughs> like, like she's just, like, well, well-rounded. well Like, she can play the violin. She, like, dresses perfectly. Like, she's gorgeous. She's smart. And I'm just like, I want all of those things. <laughs> and, like, she, like, her girlfriend is everything. Like, I love that, that other than... Usagi and Mamo, like, they're the only couple that lasts. Like, I think that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I have also loved, like, I feel like they even have a stronger relationship than Usagi and Mamo. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even I did a poll for Valentine's Day, like, which is your favorite couple? And, like, they won, like, hands down, no questions. <laughs> and I was just like, this makes sense. <laughs> this makes sense. Because they're, they're just so great together. <laughs> That's cool. So let's talk a little bit about you. Um, now that we know all your Sailor Moon feelings, or most, or some of your Sailor Moon feelings, um, you are a poet. That is so cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, when did you know you wanted to become a professional poet? Oh goodness, professional is is a lot larger than I think <laughs> what I'm doing. But um, I didn't. I mean, I'd always loved writing when I was a kid and I was always writing stories and things like that. And I thought I would write fiction, but um, it wasn't until high school, uh, like a lot of people, when I started writing poetry, you know, I had too many feelings and I wanted a place to express myself. And so I started turning to poetry and it was great because, uh, you know, not only did I love words and, and, using language and thinking about language, but I was still in the closet. I was like a black queer kid growing up in Florida and the page was a safe space for me to, to express myself. And I would show some poems to friends and they were like, Oh, this is, this is pretty good. And I just had like a really nice support system. And then when it was time for college and figuring out what I wanted to major and I was like, well, it'll probably be something writing related. So I decided to do, 
creative writing. I wanted to study English and writing in college. And uh, after college, I went to get my MFA. And yeah, now I'm like out here <laughs> trying to survive and do my best. Um, but yeah, writing started with me when I was a teenager. And the love never left, you know, the love of language never left. And it's just a, I find poetry to be really important to me in the sense that it's a space where I can slow down and think about language and think about so many things. You know, we live in a world where there's always emails to answer and folks are calling and there's Zoom meetings, but poetry is a space where you have all the, you have so much time and so much space to really consider what you want to say and consider how you want to say it. And yeah, so that's, that's, that's uh, my origin story with poetry. <clears throat> I love it. Yeah. I think poetry is always like, it's been an outlet for me too. Like growing up when I was younger, like I always love writing. I feel like there's definitely a connection between like Sailor Moon fans and writing somehow. <laughs> there's like a lot of writers mm-hmm. amongst us. Um, that's, I mean, I you say, you know, professional feels bigger, but like you have two books. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Um, um, what was the process? So you also have a poem based on Sailor Moon, inspired by Sailor Moon called Silver Millennium, which I think is like super cool. Um, what was the process for coming up with Silver Millennium? Well, I th- honestly, it just, I'd always wanted to write a Sailor Moon poem is really the honest truth. And I was always trying to figure out a way to do it that felt natural to me and like trying to find a way, uh, into it. And with this and with Silver Millennium, um, I think the poem really just came to me thinking about um, wanting to escape the world in a sense. Uh, like I wrote it in 2017, I think. And, you know, the election had just happened the year before. Everything was really just rough and desolate in a way. Uh, and I was just thinking about, you know, Sailor Moon is a fable as like, here's a princess on the moon who, you know, lives this lovely life far away from all the madness on Earth. And, um, yeah, so then I sort of took that as the foundation of the poem, thinking about Sailor Moon as a myth and thinking about Sailor Moon. Uh, I mean, the show has its roots in the myth. You know, the bunny on the moon is, like, part of the origin of, of Sailor Moon itself. So... I think that's really how it started and how it came about. <clears throat> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Bunny on the Moon, Rabbit on the Moon. That is, yeah, when you think about it, it is, it's very much like watching it feels like learning about mythology. Mm-hmm. Just because like, there's so much like, yeah, they used to live on the moon and then they got reincarnated and then now they're here to like protect people. Like It really feels like its own thing in a way. Um, yeah. And all the cool, like, Greek mythology things in it, you know, Prince Endymion and and all the really fabulous mashups of myths from all over is really another one of the reasons why I love Sailor Moon. <clears throat> yeah, someone mentioned that. Like, it's, it's like, has, like, this fantasy, like, knights element, but also, like, this Greek mythology thing going on. And it's, it's just a really cool mesh of, like, a lot of cool things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
I noticed you have this line here. It's like a sword, a mirror. Is that a, is that a reference to Uranus and Neptune? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we love the talismans. <laughs> yes. What's a jewel? Is that is that uh, the garnet orb? Ah, got it, got it, got it. That makes sense. I was just like a scepter. No, <laughs> like what would be the jewel? Oh, okay. So you're like outer senshi stand. I feel like. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you. I love the Outer Senshi. Like, Sailor Moon, Sailor Blue, and Neptune are, like, my top faves. Yeah, they're just, they were just so, they just felt so grown, you know? They felt like they were living actual lives and not, like, worrying about passing an exam. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, it kind of threw me off later when I figured out that like, they were in high school, too. I was like, they're not, like, in their 20s? Like... <laughs> Right, they got a car and like a helicopter, and <laughs> yeah, they're like living together, and like there's no parents anywhere. Like a lot of the scouts live together, live alone though. Actually, I think mm-hmm. about it, but it was still I don't know. I was like so sure that they were adults. Well, yeah, yeah, they were adults, like mm-hmm. twenty, like mid twenties, maybe early twenties. Because Pluto's like a, a physicist or something. But I guess right. she's like a grad student. I guess she's like still getting her PhD. <laughs> Pluto's just a weird story overall. Like, I feel like yeah. Yeah, that's just <laughs> a hard egg to crack. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's yeah, because they're like, I thought they were the same age, but then like, you're right, Pluto's like in grad school when she's reincarnated. And then, I don't know. I don't know. I need a... Hopefully one day I can speak to the creator and she can explain everything to me if she knows. Right. And then Hotaru's like six, but she was a baby, but she was a person, but like she knows everything. So like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> what is, what's going on there? I brought this up um, before. One of our previous guests, Ryan Lasala, he um, wrote a fan fiction about Sailor Saturn growing up and figuring out that Uranus and Neptune try to kill her. it's like when you figure out your surrogate mom moms tried to like kill you in your previous life oh that is so real i'd never thought of that before (laughs) i was like that's hilarious and so true like how awkward is that (laughs) like whoops (laughs) sorry we tried to get you that one time (laughs) yeah can you blame us (laughs) but (laughs) definitely not a lot of therapy needed over there (laughs) <laughs> do you like any other anime i do um mm-hmm. like when i was younger and watching sailor moon i i uh you know watched all the tsunami old faithfuls so dragon ball z and the gundam series and tenshi muyo and car captor sakura all that good stuff and then uh later on things like witch hunter robin and Yu Yu Hakusho and Inuyasha and then I sort of fell off from anime for a little bit um but lately I'm really into slice of life anime like I really love Given um and I just finished watching Kids on the Slope a few weeks ago which I am absolutely obsessed with it's just so beautiful and tender and uh and really captivating so it's funny like i moved from like these <laughs> these super action oriented anime to like small gentle like sweet <laughs> regular everyday <laughs> things um 
which has been really fun and sweet. And then like, then I also just love like off the rails kind of bonkers stuff. Like uh, Kakeguri on Netflix is just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And <laughs> it's so ludicrous. Like these rich kids in a gambling school and all they do is gamble and make their lives terrible for each other. And, and all they do is they just scream at each other and they're all just like playing poker and it's like if you lose i'll cut your head off it's like what is this um and yeah like black butler is also like really fun and funny to me uh but yeah i'm like a slice of life kind of gal right now um eerie on ice i really love um but yeah those are a few of the things that i am really interested in yeah that i i'm becoming more of a um I don't know if slice of life is the right word, but definitely, like, I appreciate small, like, shorter animes now. I'm like, yeah. oh, 12 episodes? <laughs> Done. Like, let's do this. Like, I cannot, like, I feel like when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, we're gonna dive in and, like, watch this, like, hundreds episodes anime. And, like, I feel like it's, maybe I just had more time and more, a longer attention, attention span or something. But now I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I need to get in and get out. Like, I need to end to this story. <laughs> that part i'm too i'm too busy like i can't do like 50 episodes and they're just fighting still like i need things to move <laughs> right like i need a conclusion like, i need to move on with my life like what's what's happening that's the reason why um i don't know if you've ever watched any korean dramas but i really started watching a lot of korean dramas for that too because i'm like beginning middle end tops there's most like 24 episodes like i can do this <laughs> oh my what which uh of those are you watching Ooh, um, I haven't watched one in a little while, but um, some of my favorites are I love Boys Over Flowers, um, Coffee Prince. I'm trying to think of ones that are on Netflix right now because they keep like switching them. Um, but yeah, they're they're very just like beginning, middle, end, and there's like a bunch of different um, genres. Like I really like the action ones. I like the um, romance comedy ones. I guess that's mostly it. I don't really watch a lot of the historical ones, mm-hmm. but they're really good. And it's like, I just love it because a lot of them are like 16 to 24 episodes and you're just in and out. And I'm like, this was an emotional journey and I'm I'm happy now. <laughs> Although it's still kind of hard because each episode's still like an hour, like a full hour, no commercials. So mm. that gets a bit difficult because... Um, it's just a really long time to like hold my attention. It's bad, especially if you want to like binge it. So I've been yeah. trying to do more like watching them as they come out because they come out like two episodes a week. And there's one out now. I forgot what it's called, but I'm mean to watch it because one of my favorite actors is in it. Um, I'll try and see if I can remember it later. But yeah, um, I think Song Song Yu is his name. But yeah, those are those are good too. And so there's a lot of, uh, oh, I think it's Vincenzo. Yeah, Vincenzo. Sweet. Yeah. I'll have to check these out. I need something to watch. <laughs> yeah, they're all on Netflix. There's so many on Netflix now. Like, it feels like doing the whole anime thing again. Like, you know, before you'd have to, like, go on some record, like, weird random site to watch mm-hmm. anime. And before it was like that with K-dramas. And now, like, anime is on, like, Crunchyroll and Netflix. And K-dramas are on Netflix. And <laughs> they have their own platforms. And it's it's so funny but i love it because i'm like yes accessibility i don't have to like go to some random site and worry about viruses and all these other things (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, I hope you I hope you can check it out. I hope you like it. Um, a lot of them are based on anime too. So like Boys Over Flowers is based on a, an anime called a Hari Yori Dango. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, that happens a lot too. So it's definitely like some symmetry there. Yeah, but um, but fun stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, anime is. You have a good list. Yeah, I have. I haven't watched Given yet, but I heard. It's good. And I hadn't watched the other one you mentioned. I forgot what it was. I haven't heard of the one you ever mentioned. Oh, uh, Kids on the Slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's apparently, I think it's by the same creator who made Cowboy Bebop. Uh, right? Uh, and I think it's like a few years old. I just like happened upon it on Crunchyroll because I heard it was like sort of queer. So I was like, ooh, let me check it out. And I fell in love. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and no, I love Cowboy Bebop. I'm surprised I never heard of that. That sounds like my jam <laughs> 12 episodes yeah i'm doing this today oh yes probably. it's it's brief and yes <laughs> i love it yeah, i just looked it up now and i was like what oh this is so cool i love it yeah i feel like the that creator like he's just like he does not miss nope <laughs> yeah like i don't know if you saw carol and tuesday that was another good one. Oh, i love carol and tuesday yeah <laughs> i was just like man another one that was really good. I really loved it. It was so cute. Yeah. Oh, and and the soundtrack. Short. Oh my god. Bops. Bops on bops on bops. <laughs> Truly. Justice for GGK forever. Facts. Yeah. I was like, she should have won. <laughs> this dancing dude. It was cute that they like teamed up though. Like they had like a little duo. And I was like, I would have never put you two together. But somehow this works. Yeah. Yeah, they were cute. But yeah, I thought I love how it had like a kind of a larger story about like immigration and stuff too. Like that was I was not expecting that going into that show. Yeah, it was super moving. I thought it was just gonna be some cute musical song moments, and it's like, oh, this is political now. Okay, yeah, I was like, whoa, y'all went there. I was like, this is cool because I was not expecting that. I would have been happy with just like music. Yeah, <laughs> it's like political statements. Oh, yeah, super cute. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely got to check out. Um, I gotta go back. Kids on the slope, cause yeah, I love everything he does, and I'm probably gonna love that too. Oh man, um, do you have anime merch? Um, do I have anime merch? I have a Sailor Moon T-shirt. Ooh. Um. I'm trying to think of anything. I had a Tenchi Muyo t-shirt that I wore out uh, that my brother gave me for a birthday a few years ago. Um, <laughs> uh, but I can't think of anything else, really. It's mainly, like, I'm, like, a t-shirt guy. So, like, a lot of anime t-shirts I have owned and fun stuff like that. But I didn't really have any other kinds of merch off the top of my head. No, t-shirts are good. I feel like... One thing I've been trying to do more recently is like to get like merch that also has a function. So it's not just like things. Yeah. So like shirts are always really good because it's like, oh, I can also wear this. Like this is clothing <laughs> mm-hmm. rather than just like not not to knock anyone, but like a figure. Where I'm like, what do I do with this? And they're like, I've been decorating my bookshelves and that's like helpful. But yeah, for I sure, I have so many space, so much space. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Which um, Sailor Moon shirt do you have? Oh, it's uh, a picture of Sailor Moon in like the iconic uh, 
pose where she has like the crescent moon wand over her head and there's like a, a crescent moon behind her too um mm. yeah <clears throat> nice. is that a hot topic oh my goodness where did i get that shirt from um actually you know what a friend of mine got it for you for christmas so i don't know where she got it from but probably somewhere online (laughs) shout out to your friend and your brother for getting you like awesome anime shirts (laughs) surely um yeah i also i meant to bring it up earlier that you i love that you keep bringing up uh tenchi muyo because i also used to watch that during the tsunami block and i feel like Mm -hmm. every time i bring like no one else is watching it so i'm really happy at least you were also watching it (laughs) like i know people yeah but People don't talk about it enough. And it's so fun. It's like, it was, (laughs) it's sort of like, you know, the concept of like having all these women like chasing after a dude is sort of silly, but, but I think it has like a lot of the same charms as Sailor Moon and the sense that it's like this cast, this large cast of like fantastic, fascinating, fabulous women and like some hapless dude who shows up. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I miss them. It's a fun show and I haven't rewatched it in a minute. I should try and find it yeah i haven't either i think i tried to rewatch it one time and then i realized like there's like a lot of spinoffs and i was like i don't know where to start this is overwhelming i'm gonna like push this back for another few years i forgot they did that too because like every series is sort of a reboot and so like you never knew what you were gonna get like i remember liking the first two and then there's like one series where like tenshi moves out and like it gets weird i don't know the last whatever season that was i didn't care for but the first two are fun yeah i think i felt the same way because i remember maybe it was like tenchi universe or something and i was just like what's going on this is weird um but yeah but yeah that was a, it was a good show i remember enjoying it i haven't rewatched it in a while either but i remember liking it and i hope i'll still like it in the rewatch <laughs> <laughs> um and so back to you being a poet what advice would you have for someone who either wants to write their or publish, have their own poetry published in a book or to become a professional poet. Um, Advice for poets, advice for folks who want to be poets. Uh, I would say, here's the thing I would say first and foremost is that publishing can be a bit of a weird, uh, a weird uh, Byzantine kind of thing. It can feel really intimidating to try and make your way into it. Um, and so I think folks, a lot of people get discouraged in that capacity, but I'll say this, and that's if you are passionate about language and if you're passionate about reading and not just reading poetry, but like reading anything you can get your hands on. Like if, if, if writing is like really like the engine that drives you and you find so much joy in it, keep and preserve that joy. Um, Because that's really like the heart of being a poet, not to sound really cheesy in this moment, but it's all about loving language and loving words. And the thing is, is that you don't necessarily have to get your work published. Um, You know, there are like, guides to look up that can show you like how to submit to literary magazines or or how to send to presses but i think um a more important part of of being a writer is figuring out what kind of writer you want to be and how what kind of work you want to do and how you want your work to move in the world because you don't necessarily have to go get your mfa and go to grad school to be a poet you don't necessarily 
have to um to you know get published by a huge press uh a lot of us aren't published by like huge presses in new york city um but knowing but knowing what how you want your poems to move in the world and how you want to move as a poet is so important um because there will be a lot of rejection and there will be a lot of uh a lot of a lot of trying to figure out one's way through publishing which can be really difficult if you're a writer of color or queer because like a lot of industries publishing still has a lot of work to do um but some more advice they would say is like read everything you can get your hands on uh read contemporary poetry read the classics you know read fashion magazines read everything um find a community if you can find other poets who are interested in similar things than you like find a writing group uh you know create that space for you that is holistic and encouraging and challenging in a good way like challenging you to be a sharper reader challenging you to be uh a more ambitious writer um and you know make use of of the internet you know there's so many of us writers on social media and we're always you know retweeting information about contests and journals and publishing and all that kind of good stuff um it can feel really intimidating and it can feel like a lot but um if you know how you want to move in the world as a poet and if you have a community that supports you and nourishes you and encourages you uh the journey of like looking up the practical stuff of how to send out to lit mags and how to get one's book published is pretty easy, but the important stuff is like the soul nourishing stuff, the, the stuff that feeds you and fuels you as an artist. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's what I would say. That is beautiful. I completely agree. I think so many creatives especially forget that like, you really need to take a break to fuel your creativity, not just because you need to take a break for your body, but even to like get ideas and like, you know, do things that will create your work or be inspired and to inspire your work. So that makes all the sense. And community, community is so important. Totally. You know, it's not like poets are out here making money off this stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you've really got to find the thing that, that feeds you because it's not going to be coins. <laughs> oh, man. Harsh realities. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard being an artist. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Some things never change. I can't. Right. We laugh to keep from crying. Yep. <laughs> well, I hope you get all the coins you deserve because you deserve. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So um, just like Sailor Moon has, Sailor Moon says phrase at the end of every episode. What would your phrase be? So Sailor Derek says. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sailor Derek. I can't. What does Sailor Derek say? Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know Sailor Derek says um says support artists um and says there are so many ways uh to do that um you know it doesn't necessarily mean having to buy a book uh or pre-ordering a book though that helps but um 
you know, some of the simplest ways to support writers is, is just sending like a note. You know, one of the things that I did last summer through quarantine is I just started sending um, notes to writers uh, whose books that I loved, you know, folks I'd never met, folks who I'd never worked with before. Um, but just to be like, hey, I read your book or I read your poem and like it made me feel such and such a way and you know thank you because you know being an artist of any kind but especially a writer is a weird and lonely thing and like we often don't know how our things move in the world unless you say it so like you know just doing a simple thing like writing a note is like really encouraging and really helpful you know things like supporting your local libraries and requesting books you know so that a book is a community good um and you know <laughs> just you know sharing our work and and you know that kind of thing because over this entire year i've just been thinking about how the arts have really kept a lot of people buoyed during this rough year you know i know for me that like i've been watching entirely too many tv shows entirely too many movies uh or like listening to albums and like the arts have been some of the things that kept us sane through this really long year. And so I'm just feeling grateful in my spirit for the folks who are making magic happen, you know, on our TV screens and in uh, the books that we read uh, everywhere, you know, creativity is keeping this thing afloat, <laughs> you know? So Sailor Derek says, support your artists and show some love on some artists and don't be afraid to be creative yourself. <laughs> I love that so much. Cause it's so true. Like, I don't know where I'd be over this past year without like all the TV shows and movies and music that I've listened to and books that I've picked up. So yeah, definitely support the artists guys. I love that too. Like, cause some people like don't have the money, but you know, there are libraries and sending a note. I love that. It's something I definitely need to do more is sending notes to people who are like, I appreciate this thing you did and thank you for doing it. <laughs> it's so cute. Uh, and then what is next for you and where can people find you? Oh, goodness. What's next for me? Uh, my second book, Tenderness, is coming out in the fall of this year. So keep a lookout for that. And if you want to keep abreast of me, I'm on social media at uh, Paradise Lost, and that's P-A-R-A-D-I-S-E-L-A-U-S-T on Twitter and Instagram. And that's where I'm usually hanging out, sharing drag race memes and being silly and talking about paintings and <laughs> and fancy movies. So yeah, that's where folks can find me. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> And once again, I am Victoria L. Johnson, host of the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. You can find me at Miss Old School. It's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the podcast at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore club on Instagram. And we're on pretty much every streaming platform if you want to listen to us. Um, you're probably listening to us now, though, so you know that. And we also have merch at Mooney'sClub.com. So if you want some Sailor Moon inspired merch, you can head over there to Mooney'sClub.com and Thanks so much again, Derek, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's been so fun to like talk about Sailor Moon and like talk about things that aren't just writing. So I really appreciate it. This has been fun. Yeah, that's that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs>
And definitely check out his book, Trump the Water, which is also available at the library and uh, available where you can buy books. Thank you.